guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Melanie. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. You know, you did that a little bit better than Kristen, I think. Well, but we I listen tell her. to it every week, so I think I should have it memorized <laughs> yes. by now. Okay, guys, if you don't know, if you're new around here, Melanie is our co-host this week. She is my Yay. sister. And we're so excited you're here. Well, we... I'm the only person here <laughs> other than you, but we're excited. Yes, Kristen's I'm excited too. off gallivanting up the, I almost said the North Coast, the East Coast. Yes. So she's not here this week. She and Lindsay, mine and Melanie's sister. Yes, are the third sister of our three musketeers. They're off on this giant road trip. So Kristen will get us all caught up on that when she gets back. But for today, let's, before we start with our topic, we'll give our question of the day to Melanie. So, oh boy, I'm here's, nervous. I think you'll like this one. I okay. picked one that I think you'll like. So, what is your favorite movie or song? We'll let songs be in there that happened or was created or whatever before you were born. Oh. So, like, an old movie or song that you really like. Okay. Well, <laughs> not much of a music fan. I, I enjoy music, but I love old movies so this is actually easy for me because okay. most of my favorite well it's not easy because most of my favorite movies are from before i was born <laughs> so it's a lot to pick from i well actually i know now it's called magnificent obsession it has rock hudson in it I which i think one. it was made in like 50s probably right when color came out this so is it's super color early. Okay. it is in color and yeah, it's a wonderful movie. It's a drama, which back then a drama meant zero anything to laugh at. So it's oh. a very serious movie, but it's a wonderful movie. So if you like old movies, I would suggest going to watch Magnificent it. But I'm also kind of weird, so I won't be offended if no one likes it. So. <laughs> if people come back and they're like, that was a horrible movie. Yes. We just won't tell you. Yes, that's fine. Hmm. Mine? Okay, so what made me think of this is I watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers oh, the other day, which movie. we watched... So much growing up. Yes. But I think Calamity Jane, which has Howard Keel, who's in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes. I think that one may be my favorite, which is funny because when we were younger and Lindsay watched it all the time, I hated the movie. Yeah. But now I watch the it and I'm like, oh, I love this movie. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know what, another one? The Ugly Dachshund. Oh, I love that's that another movie. One that's, I love that movie. It is not a drama. By yeah. any stretch of any imagination. Yeah. But if, yes, if you haven't seen it, go watch The Ugly Dachshund. Is it, is it Fred McMurray? Oh, I no, it's not. It's Dean, Dean. Someone. Ra- it's not Dean no. Martin. No, not Dean Martin. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, it's a great movie, though. It's very funny. It's really funny. Basically, it's a great Dane that thinks it's a dachshund. So yes. you can use your imagination from yes. there. So funny. Okay. Good times. Yes. So now, after that little question. jaunt down memory lane, let's, do you want to kind of intro the topic a little? Because you were... You, yeah. when I said, hey, do you want to co-host? This was like the first thing that popped into your head to talk about. Sure. Um, no pressure. <laughs> so, so I just, I mean, I was on the podcast a little while ago. Well, we were recording at this Christmas. Season. So, yeah, sometime yeah, back beginning at the, of the end season. Of the year. And kind of told my story of I got married a year and a half ago now, almost, which is crazy. <laughs> and moved away from my family and all my friends. And so something that I've really been struggling through or learning and working through is our topic today, which is how to be transition into being friends with new people that are married couples when you're married, but also staying friends with the friends that you were friends with who aren't married yet, but you are now married. Yeah. And that's probably a long, basically 
how to have friendships and keep friendships when you're in different stages of life. And today that stage is being married and your friends yeah. not being married. Well, and two, the, if you throw in all of your friends, new friends now are local, obviously. Right. But you live, what, six hours? Yeah. From us back at home. So me, Lynn's, Kristen, all of the family, everything, yeah. you know, our side of the family is a long way away. So there's yeah. the distance component of it too, which you had good practice. You and Trey did the long distance thing. Yes. So y'all kind of had practice for that. But okay. So first today, before we get started on like the actual ins and outs of that, let's talk a little bit about just what is friendship. And I actually found a really funny quote to kind of that. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. It says friends come and go like the waves of the ocean, but the true ones stay like an octopus on your face. <laughs> That's so funny. You hear all those, you know, corny quotes all the time about some friends are for a season and others are for a lifetime. But I feel like this is a little more accurate to how we relate. (laughs) Yes. You just can't get rid of those friends sometimes. Yeah. stuck on their face. (laughs) And you wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. (laughs) So let's just talk a little about what true friendship looks like, regardless of some of the other intricacies or whatever. Okay. So I would say one of the first things that just categorizes true friendship is that you think the best of the other person. You give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, good friends build up their friends. They don't tear them down. And especially in, like, in this context of, you know, some friends are married and some aren't, like, when they can't hang out or they have other things they have to do, you're not going to jump to that conclusion of, well, they don't want to hang out with me or they don't want to, like, you're going to assume the best of that person. Right. But that applies above and beyond all of that. Right. And I would say opposite to that they're trusted with the worst of you true so they know the worst of you because they've probably been around a while and if you're close close enough to these true friends then they see the bad in you and they stick around through that and so that's great because if you have people that you can just be yourself with because everyone all of us are sinners so we have that bad side and if we can't be that also around people, how are we going to grow in our faith? But mm-hmm. also everyone would leave every time we'd sin and that would be very often. So <laughs> that wouldn't go yeah. very well. You wouldn't really have many friends. Well, and right. just as Christians, we are called to live in community. We're called to remove the log from your own eye before you remove the speck from your brothers. But it doesn't say forget about the speck. It's like take care of your own heart and then address theirs. And so if at the first sign of your friend not being perfect or not doing what you want more likely than not you cut and run it's going to make your friendships pretty difficult yeah (laughs) over time for sure so yeah so someone who builds you up and assumes the best but also is a safe place for that worst part of you too and then i love the verse in proverbs 27 9 it says a sweet friendship refreshes the soul Mm. and that's it's so true it's so cool that those types of things are in the Bible, too. Like, I just love finding those sweet little things that are encouraging yeah. and obviously true because it's the Bible, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I think there's two sides to that. One, just like in dating, friendships are not like consumeristic things that you're going to just throw away when you're tired of them. Uh, they require effort, but they should be good for you. Yeah, definitely. Like, it should be. If, if <laughs> you think out across all your friends... And there's nothing about them that even resembles a refreshing of your soul, then probably not the best. They probably aren't the best friends. But at the same time, be careful about you. Refreshing your soul does not mean they give you everything you want. Yeah, because 
just like like you said, dating, if you're in a dating relationship, it's not all about you. Well, it's not all about you with your friendships either. You, as a believer, should be looking to build the people around you up and to be humble and take mm-hmm. yourself out of it a lot. And so looking to how can I be this type of friend for my friends? Yeah. But it is also very important to have friends that can be surrounding you and build you up and be your people when push comes to shove and when you're going through hard things and that you can share those things with Mm -hmm. and they're not going to go away and they're always going to be there. Well, and I, one, we won't stay on this too long, but one last thing, like this says a sweet friendship refreshes the soul, but I would, I would almost say there's probably nothing more refreshing to your own soul than refreshing someone else's. Oh, definitely. I mean, how many times are you like, down in the dumps and you kind of say, well, I need to stop moping and thinking about myself and go do something for other mm-hmm. people. And it, and that alone yeah. refreshes you. And so we're, we're created to be, like you said, in community and build each other up and go through the hard times and go through the yeah. great times with each other. And the Lord uses that. I mean, just looking at the Trinity too, they are three in one and probably the well, definitely the closest mm-hmm. relationship. And we don't even know how to fathom that, but we are created in there in God's image yeah. and God is relational. And so are we. So it's something that definitely is important. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. So that doesn't mean though, that as things change and stages change, that everything is sunshine and roses. Right. So, I mean, we're not going to harp on the, how horrible everything is, but let's talk for a minute. I think let's kind of, we can kind of go back and forth. Um, and I know it's a little bit different for us because we're sisters but let's look at from a single girl's perspective because i'm single and then we can look at from your perspective being married too and it's kind of funny as we were sitting down and we were prepping all of this stuff i was like okay mel let's make your list of the things that are tough being married and the things that aren't you know solutions and that sort of thing and i was like and then i will as a single girl and and by the time she finished her list i was like well that was my list yeah (laughs) so it was kind of cool just in that to be like oh okay so all these things are the same we just kind of got to talk about it. You right. know, that's a big part of it, I yeah. think, is just tell your friends, hey, yeah. I'm really struggling with this. Like, let's find a solution. So, yeah. And caveat, we have not had a horrible transition. No, with we haven't. <laughs> me and my sisters and Kristen, it's, which those are my people. It hasn't been a bad transition, but no. there's been, it has been a transition mm-hmm. and there have been struggles along the way. And so yeah. we just, I think it's something that I really want to share because I want single girls to be able to still relate to their married friends and vice versa Mm -hmm. if there's any married girls listening which i would highly recommend because i listen every week and i still (laughs) love it so one thing we don't have this in notes but i would say and i'm kind of just getting your thoughts on this and this is something that i tell people and i tell myself when you're talking about trying to deal not trying to deal with that sounds horrible (laughs) relating with deal with those married friends (laughs) (laughs) well and it's a little bit different too because i'm 32 which you know, obviously, but (laughs) I'm not like people at my age, it's not just married, but a lot of my friends who have been friends longer or who are my age or they have have kids and that's a whole other dynamic too, especially when they're little. But my number one thing I think I would tell people is your friend is still the same person. Yes. Is that, was that something you would say too? It's something that Sometimes I felt like I wanted to scream. Okay. Not necessarily at y'all, but just... It's still There's me. no magical thing <laughs> there that changes when you get married. There are things that change, sure. but deep down, I'm still the same person. It's one day. I didn't just drastically change. Yeah. My priorities and the things I do might change, but 
I still love a good girl talk and I still <laughs> yeah. love to hang out. It's just different. And yeah. So, yes, that is definitely yeah. a thing. Well, and I think that's one thing I, I, with you a little, but not so much because you're my sister, but you're like, okay, so she's married now. So can we still talk about, oh my word, I saw this cute guy Yeah. and I want to talk to him, blah, 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 blah. We have plenty of those conversations yeah. about, okay, I'm sorry, I'm talking to this guy and I don't know what to say. What yes. should I do? Well, All those, they're a better resource because hello, yeah. they, it worked for them. And if you think <laughs> about it. I'm still probably closer to that life mm. than I am to the, yeah, like my two-year-old did X, Y, Z. and Or even relating to people who've been married for four or five years and don't have any kids. Sometimes I'm like, I don't fit in here. Yeah. I would rather sit down with my girls and talk about movies and boys and what's going on and, oh, the drama and, like, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just there. Right. I, I still relate to that more. and. And like we said at the beginning, a true friend, which I hope I am, to just say, well, I'm married now. Why would I care about that? Is just like so selfish. Yeah. And so I would hope I never did that. But I, I definitely, I know we're going to get to this. But on the flip side, it's like, well, I don't want to talk too much about mm. boys because I don't want to make them feel like left out or whatever. Or rubbing their face in it or right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was a long way around yes. to our first little okay. point here. So the first one that I put down is like maybe an obstacle to being able to relate easily sometimes to married friends is that you kind of feel like you're encroaching on their time, you know, couple time. If you want to do something or hang out, it's like, okay, well, they both work all day. And so then they're at home and I'm like, hey, let's go out and do this fun thing, but leave your husband at home. And it's kind of like, oh, I feel like I'm imposing or insensitive or they're not going to want to. And just trying to figure out that dynamic. One, because every couple is so different. Yeah. But I feel like it's better just push through and ask anyway. Yeah. What would you, like, do you get annoyed when people are like, oh, my word, leave me alone? Or No, I would say personally, and I can only speak from my specific experience, but I moved away. Mm. So when I moved here, I had Trey, and that was wonderful. And it was the first time we were able to spend more time together than not because we did long distance, mm-hmm. our whole dating and our whole engagement. So... That was great. But then I quickly realized how important girl time was. Mm-hmm. And he did too. <laughs> he was like, you need to go make some girlfriends and you need to have that time because you're talking too much or whatever. Yes. No, he never tells me I'm talking too much. But I think that I would rather be asked and say no. Yeah. Than to not be asked at all. Then because then be you feel out. a little like, oh, now I'm the alienated one that's not. Especially if you're the first or the first of couple that get mm. married in your friend group. Then that's kind of hard because you feel like you're the outsider. You're, there's a solidarity in being single. Right. And we're all in the trenches together. And right. then suddenly, well, you, you graduated and yeah. now you're done. So I, yes, I totally see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just some, sometimes knowing what's an appropriate ask and what isn't is tough. Yeah. But I, t- I tend to just say, you know what? They'll say no if they don't want to yeah. and ask anyway. Don't you I think? Mean, yeah, I would say you just ask. And speaking from friendship to friendship, like Kristen and I obviously have been best friends since sixth grade. And when we first got married, she was kind of like, I don't know if it's too much, but I'm going to ask anyway. And obviously y'all know Kristen. She's just that way. And if I said, well, I don't think I've told her anything is too much, but just kind of like, no, I'll just tell you what I want to tell you. Yeah. And if you're not asking me, then I feel like you don't care about mm, me. And yeah. so 
Yeah, if so then, you used to ask about what's going on in life and right. what, you, you know, if things you still to do happen things. in life. I didn't reach yeah. the finish line. And <laughs> well, and some of that probably varies with how well you know the person, yeah. too. And that's why it's so important to really dive into friendships mm-hmm. and, and put that, like we said, it's not all about you. You have to put in effort to yeah. build these friendships that are going to be with you through get past that throughout surface. your whole life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and I think, too, and I was kind of, when I was putting this down, I, thinking about, like we said, a lot of the people, like when I was thinking about this, from my specific perspective, it's even more when they have kids because it's like, well, that's family time. And I don't, you know, and there's a little bit of you kind of feel like, well, my stuff is so trivial now. Like they have a husband and a family and those are important things. Like no one's going to want to go to a movie on a Friday night because, oh, that's like, or no one cares about my petty drama or whatever, because those are the important things. So just finding where that balance is. Well, I I would tell you that continues because even being married, friends, I have lots of friends that I know that are about the same age as me, but they might have a couple toddlers or they might have an infant or whatever. And I feel like I can't invite them Mm. places because they'd have to get a babysitter and they'd have to all this stuff. We have a lot of freedom right now. And so it kind of continues. I feel like maybe it's just this constant thing of feeling like you don't relate. Mm -hmm. And Trey and I harp on it all the time, but communication is so important. Yeah. And it's that way with any relationship. We, you have to just talk about things. Yeah. And if you don't, then well, you're never going to know. And I think I, after seeing y'all get married, I've realized a lot of those things that I was like, oh my word, I don't know if I should ask or do. I've realized I've built it up a lot more in my head than it would ever be to that person that I was going to ask. Because like with you guys, you're like, uh, no. You still want to hear the boy drama and you yeah. still want to know about the little day-to-day, like, things that are going on. It's not that they're less important or they're trivial. They're just different. Yeah. Married people have a different priority system. They have different things because they are now a unit. It's right. not just one person. And like we've talked about before, when you're single, you only have to consult yourself when you want to go do something. Yes. That doesn't mean you want to do different things as a married person. It's just that there's someone else that you have to consult about all of those things. And that's good. Right. So it's, yeah, true friends will be there. They'll want to know all the nitty gritty stuff. And you just have to, like you said, stay involved Mm -hmm. and, you know, dive in with those even more. Right. And I think, I know I've, like I said, I listen every week. So (laughs) I've heard y'all talk about many times that there's this freedom right now and making decisions and all of those things. That's a hard transition on both sides because before you're married, you have your friends. You don't really have to worry about who's your number one priority friend or who's Mm. whatever. You just decide who you want to hang out with and you go and you do it. Obviously there's wisdom and whatever, (laughs) but I'm speaking as if you already have done all that. Yeah, well, and it's not like you're in sixth grade. Okay, this is my number one best friend, and this is my number two best friend. Right. Once you're an adult, you just have friends. Some are closer than others, obviously, but you just hang out and you go do with whoever you want to. Yeah. But when you get married, that person automatically becomes number one priority human being on this earth to you, no matter what. And Forever. Right, forever. And I've heard... Y'all say in your podcast multiple times that when you're dating, you want to be careful and you don't want to change who you are. And that is totally true. You don't want to change who you mm-hmm. are because whoever marries you should love you for who you are. But 
it's kind of like you wait and you wait and you wait and your friends are still a priority and this guy is a priority. And then as you get engaged, he becomes a higher priority and the friends start. Mm -hmm. When you get married, your friends are second to him always. And I mean, your family is second to him always Mm -hmm. because he is your new family unit. So that's a hard transition for friends because it's like, I still love you just as much, but he's my person now. And for a married person, it's, Figuring out, okay, he's my person now, and but I want to hang out with them. I want to hang out with my friends. What's the balance? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Well, for a minute, we kind of talked through the single girl obstacles a little bit. So, I would say though, for us, like specifically, I think the distance has been a bigger thing almost than that you're married. But it's a little different because we're we are so close. But I think if you have a friend who gets married and moves away, especially if it's right out of college, you went to college and then they move back home or whatever, that's a tough thing to to figure out. I think you got to get creative in how communication, like you said, is a huge thing. But I think like for us, we have Thursdays. Yeah. That's our set day. We talk on the phone every Thursday. When we remember. True. So most Fridays we talk (laughs) on the phone. Yes. But we do, and we remember eventually. Yeah, and it's good because it's like, okay, we talked for an hour, we got all caught up, and you feel like there's a connection, like there's caring, there's an investment, but you don't, but then on like Tuesday when something happens, I don't feel like, oh, I got to make sure I tell Mel about this. I don't want to leave her out. I log, okay, I'll tell her about this on Thursday. Yeah, because there's a set time. I think that's the, one of the biggest transitions, and like you said, for us, it's the distance, and that was hard because if you asked anybody I was never going to leave (laughs) not only Georgia but our little town in Georgia and so for me to move from what I knew and and then also my sisters and Kristen who are my girls they all grew up there too so Mm -hmm. I'm leaving that life went it's almost like life went on life went on without me I felt that way sometimes of I loved getting texts and videos of like, oh, we just did this and we miss you. And that's great because then I felt like, cool. But then at the same time, it was kind of like, but I'm not there. Yeah. And that's not my life anymore. And we did talk about that on the flip side of like, oh, no, let's just yeah not. Because it's kind of like like you were saying, you don't want to talk about, oh, my husband all the time and kind of rub their nose in it. Well, it's flips. There's always a flip side. There's always the other side. We were like, oh, well, we don't want to rub her nose in all these fun things were going on and doing that we would have done with her. Yeah. And so remember, be refreshing, be kind, be considerate. That's the number one thing. But like you and Kristen, y'all kind of did the same thing of that we scale back. But yeah, Kristen and I used to text. We have probably, I don't even want to know how many text (laughs) messages we have sent to each other over the years of our friendship. It's gotta be like tens, hundreds of thousands. Oh, at least I I would think hundreds of thousands. I mean, from the time we (laughs) both got a cell phone, Kristen will say I was the first number she put in her cell phone other than her mom and dad. We texted all day, every day, even if we were going to see each other that day. Yeah. And as soon as we said goodbye, hey, I mean, we were texting again. <laughs> it was probably bad, yeah. but that was just us. And so when I got married, it was kind of like, one, there wasn't a lot happening. I say <laughs> my life is so boring now because I'm married. We just hang out all day. I mean, I work from home. Sometimes I don't get out of my pajamas. Sometimes I don't put on makeup. Trey comes home, we eat dinner, we watch TV, we go to bed, we start again. Like, it's just, that's the way it is. 
So there wasn't a lot to tell Kristen, and we missed having the face-to-face interaction because before, texting was kind of like, catch you up, and then Mm -hmm. I got to tell you about this tonight when we meet at Starbucks. Yeah. And so we came up with the idea of, because we couldn't coordinate days, Mm. so we came up with just video. We would record ourselves talking, and sometimes it's one video, sometimes it's five videos, (laughs) because there's a time limit of three minutes. Oh, I didn't know that on an iPhone? Yeah, it'll cut it off. Really? I mean, you can keep recording, but when you try to send it'll it, only... it'll tell you That's it's too long. good to know. Okay. Which I constantly over-record and then say, oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, so we do that. And then a couple days later, I'll watch all of them, and then I'll respond. And so it's our way of just keeping face-to-face, hearing each other's voice and tone mm-hmm. and seeing each other's facial expressions, laughing with each other, even though it's not live. Um, so that really works. But I would definitely agree that the distance is the... For all of us personally, the hardest yeah. part of it. Because when we're together, it just goes back to being normal. And oh, Trey yes. jumps right in, too. So uh-huh. it's not... Yeah. Well, and I mean, because you talk about all those text messages y'all said. I mean, we have a group text yeah. of the four of us that was pretty hopping there yes. for a while, too. Yeah. And I mean, that's just kind of how we all... We overshare. Always, we tell each other always. every little detail yes. about every little thing and every possible thing that everyone could have meant when they said this thing or that thing or they looked at you this way or that way. Like, yes. we just, that's how we roll. And yes. so that, yeah, you can't really do that as much when someone's 400 miles. I don't know how far miles. I'm bad at that. <laughs> no. Oh, Mel knows. Okay. So that was our, like us specifically. That was the biggest thing for us. So then let's switch a little from, to your perspective. What have been yeah. some of, now that you're married, what are some of the tough things, whether it's with other married people, now that you're kind of like new to the club, so to speak, like you're the newbie, mm-hmm. or with single people, what are some things that you have found to be challenging, let's say? Yeah, with single people, I would say, kind of like I touched on already, there are just new boundaries. There's priorities are different immediately. Mm-hmm. Overnight, your priorities change in the sense of, I'm now a married person. For me, my priorities are work and stay at home and all of these things that I did before I got married, but (laughs) it's, I'm here now. And so I think that sometimes it's hard to understand on both sides Mm -hmm. because for me, it's sometimes hard to look back and say, oh yeah, I remember that being a priority like that, or at least being able to relate in Uh the sense of they're still living that. But then I'm sure on the flip side for you to relate to, oh, she can't hang out with me tonight because she has a husband or no, I just have to clean tonight or whatever. (laughs) Things just that go along with being married. Yeah. Cleaning's not very high priority. (laughs) For me, it's a high priority, but yeah, I would say that's okay. And it's a good thing. Yeah. But it's a hard thing in the sense of adjusting to how does this work? Yeah. Well, and I know, I'm sure you've gotten this. I know you have. We talked about it. But, and I've been guilty of this in saying, when someone's talking about, well, I don't know, I've got to do this, and I have this out of the other, and, you know, struggle this, struggle that, whatever. We, on the other side, can tend to say, well, at least you're married. So just hush and move on kind of thing. I'm guilty. I've said it. I've thought it. Like, we'll just get it out there. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. That's what we all want. So don't whine about your problems. That's a horrible attitude to have. That's not fair. Their problems are real. Their things, they're getting used to this new just as much as you are. Yeah. And I would say, just keep at it. Yeah. Persevere through that. Find that new normal. Find that communication that works. Find a day that you can talk. Whatever those little things are. 
because your friendship is just changing. Yeah. It's not ending. No. <laughs> it's not that kind I mean, of thing. Like we said, I'm you're still the same person. Yeah. So I think I think that mentality comes along with just our culture in general of marriage is the finish line. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I know y'all have talked about this on here before, but movies, when does it end? After the kiss at the wedding yeah. and they're driving off happily ever after. Yeah. I would say the first year of marriage wasn't the hardest in the sense of it was awful, but it is a hard adjustment and it would be if you didn't move, but I moved and mm-hmm. all of these things. So yeah, I would say if you're thinking that as a single girl, which I'm very guilty of too, when I was single, it's like, well, what could you possibly complain about? Because <laughs> you go home to a husband every night. Yeah. I would say, look at your view on marriage Uh and and what you think marriage is going to bring to you because it's not the finish line in a lot of ways it's the the starting line of a whole new life and it's not fair to think that all their problems even though they still have problems are lessened because they're married yeah well and i would say and tell me what you think on this too i think there's a little bit even within the church in this push to get everybody married. so And I appreciate it because I'm like, yeah, set set me up. That's fine. Like, what up? But I think the good intentions can go a little far in that marriage is like, it's seen as, well, you've arrived. You have accomplished something. You are successful. You are worth something once you're finally married. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's portrayed. Yeah. It's how it's portrayed in our worldly culture. But like you said, it's in the church too in the sense of, like y'all have talked about, if you're not married – what's wrong with you? There's this inner pressure in every girl who wants to be married thinking that, well, when's it going to happen? Yeah. Well, I'm behind. Mm -hmm. I am not there. I mean, I got married when I was 25 and I even felt that before I (laughs) I wanted to get married right out of college and that didn't happen. So for three years, it was like, is this ever going to happen? And what's wrong with somebody? What's wrong with me? Um, and yeah, I think the church plays a role in that mindset and they have good intentions, but it comes across as that's what everyone's value and worth is put in. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. So then what would you say has been a struggle when it comes to relating now that you're married? What's something that's different that you hadn't thought about maybe when it comes to relating to other married people that you're like, oh, this is so different than from when I was single. <laughs> One of the hardest things is probably relating to people who have been married longer because mm-hmm. they've been through more. Trey and I have been fortunate to make a couple of couple friends (laughs) that got married around the same time as us. And that has been really good. We have a a couple that got married a few months before us and a couple that got married a few months behind us. So y'all are like little dominoes. Regularly we get together and the people who got married before us, they're like, Oh, have y'all hit this fight yet? Or (laughs) have y'all gotten to this point yet? And we're like, well, no, and that won't happen. And they'll say, Oh, well just wait. And Three months later. People before or after us, we were were able to do the same thing. And it's just cool to have those friends. Mm -hmm. The hardest part with that is finding couples where you get along with a girl and your husband gets along with the guy and vice versa. So many more variables. Right. Because we're two drastically different people. And then other married couples are two different people. And so it's just finding I might click with a girl and Trey's like, "Hmm." I mean, it was cool hanging out with him, but I didn't click. But when you find those couples where you really do click with both, yeah. then it's like, hang on. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's something that's so good or, and why it's so good to be in the church. Because as the body, we're always looking toward unity and understanding. And you're looking to 
build each other up in Christ first. And then you can do that in a variety of ways, even with different personalities and different things. Like when that's your ultimate goal, it makes it somewhat easier, I would think. Not easy, but that's why just being in a good body of believers and active thriving community is so important because you got to be patient with that and it'll take time. Right. And how many times have you personally talked to someone ahead of you in life or in a different stage in life and you've poured out your struggles and they've been able to really pour into Mm -hmm. you truth and encouragement because they've been through it. Like, Oh honey, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa. You're, you're living through your life and you might be thinking, why in the world did this happen to me? Yeah. Why God did this happen? have to happen this way and you don't get an answer right away you Mm -hmm. may not ever but several times in my life there were times where I didn't know and then a few years down the road there was a girl who was a few years younger than me and she was in the same same exact situation Mm -hmm. and I was able to say if anything that happened to me so the Lord could use me in this girl's life and that's huge and again God uses his word his Holy Spirit but he also uses his people to encourage Mm -hmm. and sanctify each other. And I think that that's a wonderful picture of, of just his people and his kingdom and what, what we are created to do is to bring glory to him. And so when you're doing, doing life, as people say, with each other (laughs) in community of believers, then you're, you're living out that kingdom here on earth. And one day it'll be in heaven yeah perfection so let's kind of wrap it all up together here okay as we were just kind of going through and prepping for this and getting our notes ready there were a couple of things that just kept coming up one and they can just really be summed up in be involved be patient persevere and communicate wouldn't you say like regardless of the stage you're in regardless of the stage your friend is in that's just being a good friend Ask about how they're doing. Check on their heart. Check on the, you know, how did it go with the appointment with the guy to come fix the air conditioner? The, you know, the mundane day-to-day things. Check in on that. And when you're regularly touching base with your friends, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes here and there, what used to be three or four hour girl talk sessions, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. But you'll know what's going on in their lives and you'll be able to relate to what's going on. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what we were just saying we are created to bring glory to God ultimately. And, and we're also commanded to put each other, put others before ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you're being involved in your, your friend's lives, you're not going to be thinking about what they have over you because you genuinely are asking and being involved because you care about them and you want yeah. to know about them and, and you just take yourself out of it. And I think, yeah, we just need to be constantly seeing how you can relate better to whichever person, whether it's someone who's younger than you, older than you, in the stage you are in, not, and being able to relate to them where they are, mm-hmm. not comparing where they are to where you are. Yes. I th- Yeah, I think that's huge. That's, yeah, that's what I would say let's leave you with is just stay after it, stay involved, persevere, and God will honor that. If your heart is right, he will honor that because it's right. So I think that's good. Awesome. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, we will wrap it up. You will hear from Kristen and Lindsay on their fun road trip in a couple days. 
with Couchcast. I'm honestly not totally sure where they're going with this, so it should be fun to see. It's going to be a little bit of a wild card. Yeah. Uh, but until then, I am Bethany. And I am Melanie. And this is Looking for the Middle. <laughs> <laughs>